This week on the Double Click Podcast, we talk about spiritual maturity. Well, hello again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we are talking about the topic of spiritual maturity, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, I never, I don't even feel close to that. Uh, I'm with you there. Right. That's why we're talking about it. Right? That's why we're, we're talking we're about figuring it. It's out. something we aspire to. Yeah. We've mentioned this several times on the podcast that oftentimes you hear us processing and figuring it out and we come to each other with going, hey, I've been in God's word. I've been wrestling with, with a topic. What do you think about this? And we hit record. And this is very much one of those sessions, I think, where we're, uh, again, we're not experts. We, we said are that. not experts. No, we're, <laughs> we're trying to figure this out for ourselves. Yeah. And so you can, uh, a phrase I like to use often is I feel like I'm falling downstairs to the glory of God. Amen. And so you can, you can, you can listen into our process. If you listen closely, you can hear the thuds, you know? <laughs> there we go. Awesome. But uh, this did come from, uh, and we, we haven't pointed this out probably as much as we should, but at the beginning of the year, we kind of purpose to, as we're reading through Scripture, let that drive our topics. Yep. And so this came from uh, one of Justin's uh, times in the Word. Yep. So do you want to read the passage? Yeah, so uh, I have moved into Ephesians and spending some time there. And uh, chapter 4, I believe beginning in verse 11, uh, I will go ahead and preface this. We, me and Matt have talked about this. Maybe we'll touch on this a little bit. Uh, the way it's written in my copy of God's Word, ESV, it's a very run, long run-on sentence. Uh, so just kind of hang with me as, Hello, we, Greek. As, yep, as we read through uh, this verse or two here, starting in verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, and deceitful schemes. And verse 15 continues, Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him, who is the head and to Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So just really emphasizing some, some phrases there, grow to grow up, no longer children, uh, mature manhood. Um, these were some, some words that really jumped out of me as I was reading through these passages that led me to ask the question of, what are we getting at here? What is this maturity? What is this growing up? Um, and I think this conversation will be less about, I know it says mature manhood. We're not specifically talking about men uh, in this yeah. in this context, at least not right now. It's more of a maturity, a spiritual maturity, a spiritual growing up and, and pushing us towards that. And so uh, really not sure what my question is other than, what does that look like? What is this? What is this a call to? And I know another facet that we'll, that I'd like for us to dive into if we have time and are able to is when does that start? You know, like yeah. I, my son, he he has um, he's he's going to be turning eight soon, and so we've we've had conversations of hey, I, I want to push you towards maturity. I want to push you towards being a young man of God. And what does that look like? But also knowing. In order to impart that to him, I have to possess that. I have to have spiritual maturity as well. So uh, that's kind of the topic that 
I want your wisdom on. Yeah. That. So uh, anytime this is, I'm going to go to the uh, pastor cliches, mm-hmm. but this is one that that I do like. Like this is one that I say often, and I don't know if I've ever sat down and said, okay, now let's get to the reality of it. But I've always heard this phrase mentioned: is spiritual maturity is the application of what you know. Mm. Because first of all, there's a really sharp divide between head knowledge and living out. Yeah. Because you can have somebody who. I mean, they're, they're, they're great in the world sense, Bible scholars who have all the knowledge in the world that aren't even believers. Like they will say, like, like uh, you know, I know some of, my, some of my former students went to secular schools and yeah. took Bible classes yeah. from atheists yeah. that were experts on yeah. the facts of I was Scripture. Saying, you could sit at any college yep. campus and run into that one guy who knows way more about the Bible than you do, but seemingly hates God. You yes, know? yep. It, and, and I think that's where, so let's put this in like a really immediate context. I think the disconnect, because I can say that phrase, I can stand on stage and teach that phrase. When I have to start applying it to my life, that's where the friction starts. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, first of all, I think it's a little bit difficult to gauge. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little bit difficult to have a self-evaluation because also I think, no matter how hard we try as parents or no matter how hard we try as individuals, we lean more towards behavior modification That's right. than actual spiritual growth. And yeah. here's what I mean by that is as, as you grow up in the world, you learn that certain actions have a reaction that is mm-hmm. negative. And so what you do is you stop that action because it creates an immediate negative response. Right. And so like as a kid, you don't hit your sister because you're going to get in trouble. Right. And so if that's the motive, that's not maturity. Right. That's, that's the, and, and, and this plays out later also. I think there's a lot of times, um, especially when it comes to like marriage counseling situations and when somebody's been unfaithful or there's mm-hmm. something else going on. Um, a lot of times the first time you're trying, thing you're trying to diagnose in the situation is, is somebody apologetic because, they're really apologetic, like they're repentant, or somebody mm-hmm. apologetic because they got caught. Right. And that's that's a maturity aspect in that relationship. And so I think right out of the gate, when we start to talk about spiritual maturity, I don't think you start with the litmus test of, whoa, is my knowledge of Scripture or my knowledge of Christian morality mm-hmm. the litmus on that? That the thing is, is like, well, what are you supposed to do? Right. And and this is where I remember talking with um, I was I was teaching one time, and I said there was a survey about like somebody had gone out like on the street, big city, very post Christian environment, non believers, and and asked what what what's a Christian supposed to do? And like their answers were, go to church, pray, read your Bible. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, let's take that as the baseline. Mm-hmm. Like, let's take this as an evaluation. Let's say that like. This is something a person who has never been in a church, never experienced God, never read the Word. This is something they know. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the basic knowledge point, like go to church, read your Bible, pray, how are you doing on the application of that? Like let's use that as your spiritual maturity yeah. marker. Yeah. Now let's evaluate for you. Yeah. Is being with the people of God a priority? Is diving into God's word and relationally connecting him a priority? Is communication with God in prayer a priority? Yeah. And all of a sudden you sit there and you kind of like, okay, let's let's check those boxes. Because I think a lot of times, like, I think one of the traps is like, and you and me have talked about this, 
as a believer, we think the knowledge nugget is the growth point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think even to your to your example there of um, can you check those boxes of what was it, uh, going to church, reading his word, praying, or whatever those, those things were that you just said. Um, if those are signs of maturity, what about for those of us that can check those boxes and say, yeah, I am doing all those things actively. I am practicing those things actively, mm-hmm. daily or weekly or whatever the rhythm may be. Um, so does that mean I'm spiritually mature? And I think, and and I think the catch there is, is do we we never arrive? You know, well, like thing, we, Let me change the question. Okay. Are you spiritually mature? Is the wrong question. Are you spiritually maturing? Is the right question. Yeah. Are you seeking spiritual maturity? Are you seeking spiritual maturity? And like, here's here's a here's a spiritual growth question. All right, just just let me ask this: What is the area or the thing in your life? Can you identify at least one area of your life that the battle is taking place right now because God is working on you in that area? Sure. Right, and that opens the door. Now this yeah. opens the door across the board because here's how different people are going to answer that. Um, for some people, it's going to be an anxiety issue. Mm-hmm. it's going to be you're under attack from the world and you're having to deal with it. For some people, a lot of us, it's going to be a sin issue. Mm-hmm. There is a blatant sin mm-hmm. that you are wrestling with um, that that is going to be the forefront of what's happening. And how are you, how are you battling that? Yeah. You know, like, because I think the deal is, is like as believers, you know, Bodie Bauckham, one of the, one mm-hmm. of the biggest things mm-hmm. he said, sin in the life of the believer is it's a battle. Yeah. You're never at peace with it. It's always a battle. It's something that it disrupts you. It throws you off. Like, And so I think when you start to kind of go through that, I think the warning sign is not what the battle is. The question is, are you battling? Yeah, and, and, and maybe this is a, a wrong kind of illustration to this, but I think of my kids and um, you know our two, almost three-year-old running through the yard. I told my wife the other day, she doesn't have a care in the world. You know, she's kind of... Uh, just carefree, but my seven, almost eight year old has, has, as he gets older, is learning things and, and you hear him go, oh, you know, he, and I'm like, man, that's just, that's just part of life. Like, yep. so he's learning yep. these lessons as he matures that things are a battle. Like, you do have to keep a, a check of your actions. You, you understand that there are other things at play that when you're young and you're little, you're not oh, aware yeah. of, but as you get older, they are. And I think that's the same in our spiritual maturity is we can we can check those initial boxes of okay I'm taking initial steps but then as you grow deeper with the Lord to go I'm I'm constantly at war I'm constantly at a battle I constantly need to rely on him and his strength yep. and and growing in him to mature into this this manhood to get out of this you know no longer being a child and to grow because that's what we're supposed to do and then later on in the in the couple verses down um it talks about when we do this, when we mature, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So yep. there's this grander, not only are we supposed to spiritually mature for ourselves and our relationship with the Lord, but as we spiritually mature, the body spiritually matures and grows and becomes more effective. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th- and I think that's it. You know, it's, it's one of those like, it's the effect of there are certain people that when they walk into the room, they change the dynamic in a good way spiritually. Mm-hmm. Like, if you and me are having a conversation and it's starting to push the boundary on uh, joking in the wrong way or not having the right heart attitude, and certain people can walk in the room and it immediately makes us aware yeah. that our heart posture is in the wrong place, yeah. right? Yeah. 
And so I think that's that that's just it because you encounter people and and here's here's what what happens. The reality of it is is like you encounter people who you see living out their maturity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what they know is they're yeah. applying it regularly. Like yeah. you you. It's there appealing. Certain, it's appealing yep. to find those people yep. and to want to be like them. Yep, and it's an uh, an appealing abrasive. Yes, let me put it that way. Like you enjoy being around them, even though there's this level of discomfort it puts in you. Yeah, and I think that's one of those like that's where I see people who are spiritually mature that I want to be around because yeah. I know, I, I I know in my heart I'm gonna leave eating lunch with them or I'm gonna leave a meeting with them, and it's gonna motivate me yeah. because, and this is something I really want to point out, when you're talking about maturity as far as applying what you know, it is relationally motivated. Yeah, Like that's the key. It is relationally motivated in the sense not of, am I going to get in trouble with this person, or in, or in this case God, mm-hmm. but is this going to draw me closer? Yeah, And I think Going back to the, you mentioned that it was an abrasive. I think I'm, I don't know that I've ever looked at maturity as a maturing as a painful process, but in a lot That's of ways, super painful. It it really it very much is a painful process because even if we look at it in our relationship with the Lord, if we say God, I want to mature in my in my beliefs and my understanding of you, He's not just going to say, okay, cool, sprinkle some maturity on you. He's going to go, He's going to highlight things in our life. Hey, buddy, this sin, we need to deal with it if you want to spiritually mature. The way that you talk to so-and-so, we're going to have to deal with that. The way that you put your agenda above my own, we're going to have to deal with that. And so maturity really, in a lot of ways, is a stripping away of our flesh and and kind of our own desires, um, much like it is going back to the example of my kids. You know, you can you can be selfish, you can not share, or you can be mature and go, Hey, I realize I'm not the only kid in this house. I'm going to have to share this, and that may be, you know, that's a very simplified, yeah. painful process for a. Oh, but that's a, something I struggle with as an adult. Sharing. Maddie doesn't share food. Like I'm, just, <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's like, you know, give like, him a bite, Matt. You know, well, I mean, that's like, like me, me, me and my wife have this joke is because like we started dating, and it would be like. Uh, I'd get a snack or whatever. We'd be hanging out. Like, oh, can I have a bite? Or oh no, it's the drive-through. That's what yeah. it was. Like, hey, do you want do you, you want any fries? You want any fries? <laughs> no. And then I'll just have some of yours. And you're like, well, I just no, you ask won't. you. Yeah. Like these are all my. You know, you don't want to share. But, um, like as I'm processing this, like one thing, like you just said, I think the painful part is because, in order to grow into new life, part of you has your sinful part has to die. Yeah. Like it's a death to self. And there's, there's no feeling like that when when you get to a point where you have breakthrough, mm-hmm. where life is renewed or made new, something had to die or end so that something could be reborn mm-hmm. within you. Mm-hmm. Like using using this metaphorical language, but there are those moments where like I, I can I can remember. The feeling, I can't remember the, the exact things, but I can remember the feeling of realizing that this sin no longer has power over me, mm-hmm. that, that, I, that I have been freed from it, that I ha- it has clicked, that, that that desire, yes, it might be there and it might be back, but this new understanding yeah. of living it out is just so free. Yeah, I think verse 14 gives us a good example of that. 
so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. And that can be, I'm assuming here, that can be schemes of man or schemes of the enemy. You know, those temptations, those things that we get wrapped in that the, the devil on our shoulder that's whispering, you know, you can flick it off because we are now rooted and grounded in truth and love and knowledge, and we're mature in our relationship to be able to go, um, that's a struggle. I recognize it. That's not the way I want to go. I'm not going to be childish about this. I'm going to do the this the spiritual adult thing, you know, yep. like the, if if you would uh, here, and I'm going to seek truth and follow truth. I'm not going to follow flesh in that. And so um, I think it's a great example of what maturing spiritually looks like. Yeah, and I think if you're looking for a trajectory, like if you're looking for like a, okay, like I want to apply this stuff more. And here's what's all, here, here's here's what is such a battle is like we oftentimes have a clear knowledge of the areas we need to apply, mm-hmm. apply it on more. Like like we can sit there and we can, if we're being honest with ourselves, acknowledge the, the difficult areas. Um, but it's hard to get the trajectory right mm-hmm. to know how to get there. Like, it's hard to figure out that path. And so one thing that I've realized and that I've heard said, and that when I actually apply, like, it gets there, is you don't focus on the sin and the failing. You don't necessarily, like, like have to focus on the, I need to stop X, Y, or Z, or I need to start X, Y, Z. You just completely purpose to fall more in love with God. Okay, so right there. Yep. That's perfect, because I was just looking at our notes and going back to the the behavior modification versus yep. spiritual transformation and wrestling with does reading my bible more equate to me being more spiritually mature and i think that that's a part of it mm-hmm. but i think we can also go we can we can get in this negative kind of where we don't want to be in the behavior modification to go i just need to read my bible more i just need to read it more i just need to read it more or i need to pray more i need to pray more and we go I'm not feeling any closer to God. And that's because we are worried more about modifying our behavior, checking a box, yep. than we are transforming who we are and becoming more like Christ and falling more in love with Him. And so I think that was a great point to make there to go, it's not about the doing, yep. it's about the being with Him and going, God, out of me being with you, you transform, and that will affect the doing, you yep. know, that, that'll affect what I do. And I think, and that's where you get to that slippery slope, you know, we talk about all the time, is when the metric or the exercise or the tool or what God is using becomes your focus, mm-hmm. you're stepping outside of the seeking Him, and what you're doing is you're trying to checklist, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and scriptural study, like, just full confession, for me, whenever I need to... Like, I'm in a dry season and I have to refocus. I need to jumpstart my heart and my brain towards the things of God. Beginning to read Scripture is where it starts. Like, like for some people, it's prayer. For some people, it's, like, worship through music. Like, like you need that you need that spark. For mm-hmm. me, it is literally taking God's Word out. And there's, there's a lot of times when, quiet time-wise, like, that's what I start with. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't start with prayer because my brain's not there. My heart's not there. It would be mm-hmm. a, it would, for me, it would feel like a false prayer. And so I'll throw up, like, a, God, I, I need you to focus me. And then I'll start reading, and that just sparks every other aspect yeah. of my relationship with God. Yeah. And so don't hear me say like anything negative about God's Word and how it plays Absolutely. in your life. But there is also a very real danger that I can make the academic study yep. Yep. and the nugget chasing and yep. all that stuff yep. of God's Word 
what it's all about in my in my life and I can relationally move away from God and start having a false spiritual egotistical maturity yep. based on all my knowledge. Yep. It, it's about the doing. Yep. And and if that's the case, then I don't think we are spiritually maturing in that. I yep. think you can have someone who who knows way much, much less about you as far as the context academically about God's word, but be so much closer yep. to the Lord and so much more spiritually mature because they started with the purpose of, God, I want to know you more and I want to be with you more. Yep. And out of that, then births the desire to read his word. Out of that, then births the desire to pray more. It's not, you know, we can't start at the other place and go, I'm going to do this to get closer to God. He's he's already there. You know, we mm. don't have to earn that in any way. Yep. And it's him in us, at least in the in my own quiet times, when I'm coming to him going, God, give me the desire for your word, because in my flesh, I don't have it. It's him that goes, hey, thanks for drawing close to me. Let's dive in. You know, yep. it, he does that work in me. Yeah. And so just kind of summing up, closing here, and Justin, do you have more thoughts before I close it out? You want to... Uh, just, just seek that maturity because that's, that's what we're here to do. That's what we're purposed to do. That doesn't just affect us individually, but yep. that affects us how we interact with the body of believers. Yeah. And, too. and just summing this up, if you want to like a, like quick application, I know I'm captain practical, but, um, <laughs> what are you going to do today? That's going to help you fall more in love with God. Like, like that's the question, because I think as you value your relationship with him more and more, as you fall in love with him more and more, the issues with the sin you're wrestling with, the issues with the with the pride you're wrestling with, the issues with the the distractions of the world you're wrestling with, really get put into context and it makes that application. So and much ask more him easy. that question. Yeah. Ask ask God God what can I do to fall more in love with you? Reveal to me. And he may say, be in my word more. He may say, let's deal with this sin. So don't just rely on your own wisdom and strength to come up with how you should grow closer. Ask him. Yep. Awesome. Well, we thank you for listening. Please reach out to us, matt at richfork.com, justin at richfork.com. Thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next week.